0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. Uh, First of all, happy Pride Weekend. Or or what here at the church we like to call the Feast of the Unclean. My own Feast of the Unclean celebration began with someone leaving a comment on Facebook about my own uncleanness, claiming that I was, quote, not a real preacher, but in fact was an evil, vile witch who probably slept with the bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I'm like, which bishop? I mention this because all week I've been obsessed with a certain part of our gospel reading for today, the part that says Jesus gathered his disciples and, among other things, gave them authority over unclean spirits. And how I would love to have the authority to cast the unclean spirit of stupidity from the dude who left that comment. But then... I'm pretty sure that this man would gladly try and cleanse me from my unclean spirit of being an evil, vile witch, which we all know is just code for being an intelligent, competent woman who's probably taller than he is. But uh, herein lies the problem of giving Christians the authority to cast out demons. We're all sure the other guy has them. I know for a fact that some of you have even had some misguided Christians try and exorcise the demon of homosexuality out of you. And at this point, if I was Southern, I'd say, bless their hearts. <laughs> but at the same time, we can't ignore the idea of unclean spirits entirely, since Jesus was all about it. I mean, he went around casting out demons in every single place he vid- visited, like I hit up bakeries in every single place I visit. (laughs) So just because it's been a thing that has been used to hurt already alienated people like queers and smart women and alcoholics and those whose brain chemistry differs from the norm, just because talk of demons and unclean spirits may have harmed many of us, that is not a reason to walk away from it entirely. Or maybe that is exactly the reason to not walk away from it entirely because if it was so central to Jesus' ministry then maybe there's something beautiful in it for us if we look beyond the bs of toxic religion look like many of you i've struggled with the idea of demons i don't i don't believe that we all live in danger of like free floating evil beings entering our bodies and making us do things we don't want to do like I was just walking along as a totally whole and happy person, just eating my ice cream and enjoying the sunshine, when bam, like a banana peel on the sidewalk, I slipped into a demon. And then I just started doing heroin and lying to my boss. I don't think that's how it works. Yet I do believe and have experienced that there are things in our lives that make us do things we do not want to do. St. Paul talked about that in Romans 7 when he said, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. There are factors and dynamics and pathologies that we feel powerless over. Things we can't always see that are affecting us and others in negative and sometimes deadly ways. Like the unclean spirit of greed Greed that enslaves people far from our shores so that we can have unlimited access to disposable products we don't really even need. You think we aren't affected by the powers and principalities that legislate for profit over people? Or the demon of self-harm and alcoholism and compulsive eating and codependent relationships, things we can't seem to stop doing that are hurting us? But the one that really has killed me this week, and probably many of you, is the demon of white supremacy. I mean, as progressive-minded folks, we love to think that we're not racist, but do we actually believe that there isn't an evil that still permeates a society whose wealth and power came from the genocide of native people and the enslavement of African people just for the benefit of European people? Like spiritually, that kind of evil just goes away in a generation or two? Friends, it is an unclean spirit that allows for the criminalization of skin color. And this demon of white supremacy tries to blind me from all the ways my life is made easier by accident of birth. And the truth is, the evil spirit that protects me every single day is the same one that allows Philando Castile to be shot dead for nothing more than driving while black and for there to be no legal ramifications for the man who shot him dead. And for this, I feel such powerlessness and shame, and I have, I have no idea where the healing starts. So as I look at all the possible unclean spirits that we might suffer from under that we might suffer under in this room alone, I pause to think, how in the world did Jesus bear it all? On what basis did he judge who was worthy of having demons cast out and who was not? Well, if we look back at the text, we see that maybe he didn't. It says that Jesus saw the crowd and that he was moved with compassion for them, for they were harassed and helpless. He didn't look out and see blame. He looked out and saw need. So when he then sends his disciples out to heal and cast out demons, he equips them with what they need for the fight. Namely, the very same compassion the disciples received from Jesus was what they offered. It was the only source of their authority over unclean spirits. Compassion. Not judgment. Compassion is the only vector for healing that we are given the authority to exercise. Not that there isn't a place for judgment, there is. There is a place for justice and accountability and amends and even recompense, but maybe just not in healing and maybe just not in the casting out of demons. I struggle with this because because of all the harm that these unclean spirits cause. And when I see something is hurting me or others, I just can't find compassion. And yet, because of the ways that these unclean spirits keep us from wholeness, because of the ways they demean everyone they touch and cause us and others harm, it is because of the harm and not in spite of it that I imagine Jesus standing here responding with compassion. He sees that we are harassed and helpless, and it makes me think that as, as counterintuitive as it seems, maybe the healing and casting out of our demons starts with compassion and not judgment. Not because judgment isn't called for, but because judgment just isn't effective. I mean, all right, try this little mental exercise. I myself tried this week. Now, I hate it when speakers and preachers say this, and I almost never comply, but even so try closing your eyes (laughs) if you're willing imagine what it is that you struggle with alcoholism, racism, perfectionism, greed, self-loathing whatever it is picture the unclean spirit which affects your life that you are powerless over and then picture two different things picture Jesus standing in front of you first of all Judging you, saying that you are bad, that you could be good if you just tried harder, and why can't you just get it together? You're pathetic. Now, how much healing do you feel? Okay, now, secondly, picture yourself in the midst of your unclean spirit and Jesus standing in front of you and seeing you with nothing but compassion. He sees the hurt the pain, the struggle. He sees you and he thinks you are not your struggle and you are loved and beautiful and he wants you to be whole again. Now, how much healing do you feel? (laughs) You can open your eyes. I guess this week, I myself just needed to have some hope that our unclean spirits are not a life sentence, like a hope that doesn't disappoint kind of hope. And when I thought of the difference between being confronted in judgment and being confronted in compassion, I began to think that maybe therein lies our hope. Since the judgment of others and ourselves usually results in denial and resistance and shame, none of which bring healing, but compassion. When I picture Jesus looking upon me and my demons with compassion, I feel release and I feel hope, and I feel the beginning of healing. So tonight, I picture Jesus standing among us, unafraid of our demons, unafraid to call them what they are, unclean. And I see him looking upon us with compassion and divine love in the midst of all that binds us and divides us and rules us, because I believe that is our Lord's nature. And he wants our healing and wholeness too much to offer us something that doesn't work. So he takes out the big guns, so to speak. He takes out the secret weapon that demons fear, compassion. See, maybe demons know that as long as we stay in in a place of shame or denial about them, they have job security. But to have compassion on someone or upon ourselves, invites us to see the things we judge not within the demonic story, but within the divine story. And when we see things from that perspective, healing happens. That's the part that wins. Amen.